0: What's up guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I have to update you on something because there is something really exciting that's happening right now. If you have been dreaming of a version of more for your life, more self-love, more abundance, more healing, more passion, more freedom, and you're ready to speed up that process, then this could be exactly the thing that you are looking for. From Burnt Out to Badass is here, it's back, and the doors are open. This is the life transformation course to reconnect you to your soul, tap into your purpose and potential, learn to meditate, unblock the subconscious mind, and master the art of manifestation. Now, it's called the Life Transformation Course for a reason because it's a collection of the content that fully changed my life and the lives of hundreds of other women at this point. It is what allowed me to step into my healthiest, most radiant self and what gave me the courage to start my own business. It equipped me with the mindsets that helped me continuously, even now today in my life, Attract more love, joy, and money into my life. So if you are ready to change your pattern so that you can up level, quit your job, start a business, commit to your health, travel more, attract abundance, be happier, less anxious, more high vibe, then from burnt out to badass is the place for you. This is a 12-week online course with over 30 30- video trainings from me, weekly action steps and prompts to help you apply everything that we're learning to you and your life. And you're also going to get the Mindset Mastery Guide and Workbook, a complete library of downloadable guided meditations from me, a Money Masterclass and Advanced Manifestation Masterclass, the Self-Love Experience, which is a live embodiment workshop. You're gonna get a free copy of my ebook, New Year, New Magic, also my journaling guide, my must-read self-development book recommendations, and lifetime access to all of this incredible content inside. If you're on this personal development path and you're finally ready to invest in yourself in a way that is bigger than reading a book or listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video and you're ready to go from being inspired to actually implementing these things and cementing them into your life and your habits and your routines so that you can become the version of yourself who has everything that she wants, deserves, and desires, then I invite you to join us. The doors are open and the process Price is right because we have dropped the cost of this program by nearly $900 there has never been a better time to get inside click the link in the show notes below or head to my Instagram profile at underscore Samantha daily and you can click the link in my bio there there will also be a saved highlight on my Instagram profile where you can see all kinds of testimonials results the women who have taken this program the things that we do the topics we cover and so much more if this feels like an aligned next step for you I really hope to see you inside. All right, let's get into this week's episode, which is none other than a leaked guest session from inside the program from Burnt Out to Badass. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life so turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go makeshift happen. Hello everyone, welcome. I'm so excited for our session today with Maggie. Maggie is a friend of mine. She is a past client. She actually graduated from the program that you are all in right now. Um, She's a legend in my world. She's been in so many of my programs and courses and she is now a coach and spiritual mentor of her own. And her business is really taken off in the past year. And I'm so excited for her to share her wisdom and spiritual guidance with you all today. So you have a little bit of an idea of of what we're going to do in today's session, just from what I let you know ahead of time. But make sure that you guys have a journal, if you don't already, something to write with, because Maggie's going to run a little bit of like a a workshop session for us. Um, But we thought it would be good to start with some questions just so that we can actually make sure that we get to all of your juicy questions about spirituality, angel numbers, lunar cycles, crystals, any of tarot. I don't know, Maggie kind of like does all the things. So yeah. <laughs> anything, anything spiritual that you have questions about or curiosities, I think this is a, a really great place for us to just open up some of those conversations. So welcome, Maggie. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) I love chatting
1: forever about all spiritual things. So like Sam said, if you guys have any questions about, you know, anything, I've probably, you know, read about it or done something. I'm your typical Gemini who wants to learn everything and know everything. So (laughs) just let me know.
0: Maggie's also a past life regression practitioner. Yes. And if yeah. you
1: have, yeah, passive regression practitioner, anything about tarot or Oracle? I worked in a crystal shop for about five or six years before I was a coach. So
2: anything like that. <laughs> so my question is: when we do our readings, or I mean, I'm not good at this thing on my own, so I tend to do more like Oracle cards, just a one card to kind of reflect on. Yeah. Do you agree with with the um, sentiment that it's always fluid. It's always changing. It just kind of gives you a peek into what's happening right then and there. But that moving forward, it can just be poof and and be changed. Because one of my conflicts comes is I feel like I'm always in a state of confusion. And so when I have my readings, I feel like I've been in a state of confusion. And um, I don't want to say not being aligned, but confusion and disarray and chaos for years, years and years and years. So then I wonder, so how how am I really benefiting from how am I how am I how am I tapping into the guidance that the best guidance that I could receive from going through my readings? I guess that's definitely question. Definitely. I think you know this is something that A lot of
1: people struggle with because you think, you know, with a lot of manifestation work or anything like that, we are taught that we are co creators of our own reality. And that's really what I tell people when I do readings for them. I'm like, this is, you know, universal guidance. This is what is possible. However, like you still are in control of your reality, right? This is the universe saying, hey, this is possible for you. Lean into this, or you know, try and take these sorts of actions for if you want this desired outcome. You know, this is the energy that you're in, and you know, you can either lean into that or you can ignore it. It's the universe saying, you know, this is a possible path for you. This is the universe saying, hey, you're, you know. Going down this path that is a little bit out of alignment or isn't really serving you, it's time to you know wake up to that. It's time to start to notice that. And so you could read this, you know, you could get a reading that says it is possible for you to have you know this beautiful life where you are now, and then you could jump on a plane to Peru tomorrow and (laughs) change the outcome, right? Right, Because you will have that co-creator. So anyone who is reading for you and says I can tell you your future, like no. Because yes, you always, yeah. You always have that ability to create change within your own life. So when you're doing a card reading, what you really want to do is reflect on, you know, what the universe is trying to show you there. Like, is it telling you to take more action? Is it telling you to reflect? Is it telling you to just take, you know, a step back and decide which way to go? Is it saying, Hey, you're supported. If you want to take this, movement. You know, if you want to take this action, you are supported. It's, it's really, um, it's really self-reflection coming from more like universal guidance. And that's what I tell people, like, obviously I am very spiritual, mystical. I'm like, I am doing this as a portal with the universe. But when I tell people who, you know, maybe don't subscribe to all this spiritual stuff, I can say, whether or not you believe that it's magic fate or the universe bringing you the cards that you want tarot itself is amazing self-reflection so like anybody can get something out of it it just depends on your own beliefs of where it's coming from right? I love
2: that so I have I haven't I haven't focused on that phrase as a way of thinking of it as a communication that it is self-reflection that's beautiful thank you
1: Oh, no problem. Of course. It's really that hand in hand of communication with self-reflection. And if you don't put the self-reflection into tarot, you're not really going to get out of it what you really need to. Right. So it's, it's, you need to have that balance for sure.
2: Would you agree that it needs to be a very dynamic interchange that a person can't be like, okay, I'm here, tarot, tell me what to do and how to get there. That's not how it works. It needs to be a dynamic back and forth of awareness and questioning and inquiry and yeah it's it's there's
1: like two ways to answer that for me like as a reader if you sit there and give me nothing I can still read and get you messages that you need but I can go a lot deeper if you say oh yes I think this is relating to my career then I can be a little bit more specific right? I can be like, okay, this has to do with career. This really helps me because no matter what, if I pull the three of wands, this is talking about just missing one thing of balance, right? Like we have the three, we have the three wands here. Four is that complete stability. So it's searching, this person is looking out, they're searching for that last piece of stability. I can tell you that. And that could be for relationship. It could be for personal life. It could be for career. But if you tell me, I really feel like this is talking about career. And I then look at the next card, which would be reversed judgment. It's saying like, okay, you have to look for somewhere that you have been avoiding. You've been avoiding, you know, looking at too closely. You're not judging it at all when you really need to look at it a bit more closely to decide what you do, where in your career, do you feel like you kind of hold a blind eye or you kind of feel like you um hold a blind eye or you like, feel like you're avoiding. And that's gonna help you really get in deep. Whereas I can tell you, there's something you have a blind eye to about stability. And if you're doing that self-reflection yourself, great. But you know, having that interchange of energy is really important for sure. And the same thing, the other end of, this, uh, of the question there of the exchange of energy. If you know you're pulling saying, help me, help me universe. And you're pulling the cards and then you don't do anything with what the cards tell you. And then you're coming back a week later saying, help me, help me universe. What do I do? The universe is going to be like, I, th- I told you. <laughs> and you <didn't> do anything. <laughs> so you definitely do need that exchange, right? It's not like you pull tarot cards and you're like, I am magically healed and everything. Is yes, sick. yes, yes, yes. Does. Right? So definitely that exchange is super important. Thanks. Yeah, no problem.
0: <laughs> oh, good. So we have some questions in the chat, Mag. Um, I think Emma's asking about angel numbers and if they each like apply to something specifically or if they're a general guide, kind of understanding what they mean or how to interpret them. Definitely. So there are
1: like with every number, um, there are, you know, from 111222 to literally just if you're seeing the number 71 everywhere, they all do have different communal energy meanings. A book that I have, I think you have it too, Sam. Uh, Angel Numbers by Kyle Gray. Amazing. Highly, highly suggest. It's not very expensive, I don't think. (laughs) It's super cheap um, for like a book and it's an amazing resource. So if you're looking for the communal, uh, the communal, you know, meaning behind that, the best way, you know, is to do a Google search or to get, you know, I love having that book. So I'm not looking at 8,000 different meanings from all different sources. Um, But I would really, really um, suggest, you know, figuring out what that number is representing to you. And I say this with universal signs. I say this um, about angel numbers. They can have the communal um, meaning. So like 444 is supposed to be that you're surrounded by your angels and, you know, you can jump and they'll support you. It's like, you can take that risk. You can take that step because you are supported. For me, I've also found out, and I think for some other people as well, for me also, um, it's like a big money manifestation number. Um, I always say to people like, it's not a coincidence that the dollar sign on your keyboard is, the number four <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so number four for me has always been like money is coming like abundance is coming that as well but really for signs and for angel numbers to figure out what they're meaning for you it's your guides your angels the universe really trying you to get you to take notice about what is happening in the moment that you are seeing that number so what I say to my clients what I say to everyone is take a second when you see you know you've asked for you have a sign for me my sign is a fox I ask for it and sometimes I just see it Um, or I see an angel number I take a moment and I think it can be 30 seconds and if you want to dive into it deeper later you can but I think what was I thinking about what was I thinking about when I saw that and how was I feeling Because usually when your sign's coming up and if you didn't ask for it, it's your universe trying to be like, wake up, hello we're trying to communicate with you. And so much of the time we're like, but what are you saying? Because that's me all the time, right? I'm like, what, (laughs) what are you saying? And really having that time to just reflect back. You think, what was I thinking about and how was I feeling? If you were saying, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to, you know, go do this thing later. It's the universe being like, lean into that. You know, I'm so excited. Say you have like a business like Sam and I, I'm so excited to write this post or you're thinking about this idea of a post and then you see an angel number. It's the universe being like, hey, that's a good idea. Don't let that pass you by. Or say you're thinking about something and it's like, ugh, and you just feel heavy and like gross. Um, I got this a lot when I knew I had to leave my job about a year ago. I was, you know, every time I saw my sign or an angel number and I felt heavy, it was because I was thinking about something I had to do with the work. And I would notice it and it would be, okay, the universe is saying, this is not This is not the energy you need to be in like this is something that's really pulling you down and you're not even noticing it you're just going about your life and not even noticing it. And it's the universe being like, hey, hey, your energy is off and it's time to switch this. So usually when you see a sign like that, I I say, just take 30 seconds, check those two things. And if you're still a little confused, write yourself a note in your phone if you're out. And when you get home, just journal deeper on what you were feeling and what you really feel like the action the universe was asking you to take um, in that moment. You know, What was it that they were trying to bring your attention to and what do you need to do to lean into it or shift out of it? is really like the cut and dry of signs and angel numbers. And, you know, as you start seeing 222 all the time and you start seeing, oh my gosh, every time I see 222, I feel super high vibe. You can start to notice those patterns. So writing them down can really help too. Every time I see 666, I'm overwhelmed. Every time I see 999, I'm really upset. Okay, when I see, you know, then from now on, you're saying, okay, now when I see 999, I know this is something that I need to shift out of. You know, you start seeing the patterns because communal meanings are fantastic, but personal reasons are going to t- like, and the meanings are going to take you much further. If you can start to recognize and cultivate them for sure. Um, we had a super, su- so yeah, you're like four, 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 everything's fine. Right. Sam, you're like four, four, four. I saw that number. We're good. We're good. Your, un- your angels are like, we're here. We're surrounding you. We're hugging you. You can't
0: tell, <laughs> but we're here. <laughs> for sure. And I felt that too. I was like, Oh, okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine.
1: (laughs) And it's like I said, like, to me, it's always like, take the risk, right? They're like, you're taking a big risk right now, but we got you. We got you. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so beautiful.
0: Um, I have a quick question. I see eleven, eleven, 11 and one, 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 Four times a day. Like I mean, every time it comes by, I see it. Even if I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, it's one one one. Like I see it every day. I see one 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 multiple times. Yeah. What does that
1: one, mean? One one one. Um <laughs> like all the ones. It's um, one, 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 like anything with a lot of ones is really about transformation. It's like big, you're in transformative energy. Like there's big things that are coming for you. I love like one-to-one, you can see like, you know, my face get all like super, super smiley because one, like one, 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 four ones, whatever it is, it's always like really big transformational energy. It's like, you are stepping into that next version of yourself. Like right now you're taking those actions. You're really in this kind of place where you can really bring in manifestations it's your angels being like take advantage of your power right now and be super intentional like for me one's equal intention so make sure when you're seeing that sometimes you know that's your angels being like you're in super like amazing energy right now are you being intentional with it you know it's it's trying to Mm -hmm. almost like bring you back to remind you what you're doing does that make sense Yes. Yes. Cool. <laughs> I ask that a lot. And it's just because I know some of this stuff is really like woo woo and you might not know about mm-hmm. it. So I always like to make sure that people know <laughs> what I'm talking about uh, so I can explain it in a different way if I need to.
0: <laughs> no, I do. And what you just said really does speak to me because I, I am in a very transformational part of my life. Um, going from something that's older and was comfortable to something very new and uncomfortable. So, um, and I think a lot of progress has been made in the last, you know, six to eight months in that, but probably more so in the last probably four months. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a, a big transformational time for me
1: for sure. So that when makes sense. I,
0: why I'm seeing one,
1: one, one all the time. It makes sense. When I was leaving my job, when I was in burnt out to badass, when I was doing all this stuff, I saw one, one, one consistently. I feel like right now I'm seeing more like two, two, twos, three, three, threes, four, four, fours. But you know, when you're in that like crazy energy, because the one, one, ones are like everywhere you turn and it's so next level. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. For sure. Yes. <laughs> I think Mary asked something, what is your experience or thoughts on automatic writing? Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) I love automatic writing. (laughs) I am like a big subscriber. I tell everyone I do past life regression with to do automatic writing because your subconscious is so awake in that moment. I say, get off the calls, just start writing everything you can remember about the experience and just see what comes out um and you'll start to notice that it doesn't even sound like you and you're like whoa because you're really tapping into that past life version um really with automatic writing there's no there's no special way to do it it's literally just practice and you know, you're going to do it a few times and it's going to feel, if you want to get more into like the channeling automatic writing, where you're like channeling the universe, you're channeling your higher self, you're channeling people, like whatever it is. Um, you just got to practice with the automatic writing where you sit down and you just go and you write as fast as you can. You don't care if it's messy. You don't care what you say. And eventually the first time it ever happened to me, I channeled, um, I started writing and my, you can see it, like the writing totally changes. It's like, it almost slants a different way. It totally changes. And when you read it over, you're reading it over being like, this doesn't sound like my voice. And if it sounds like your voice, that's fine. That's automatic writing. The channeling is when it doesn't sound like your voice. And then it's deciphering, what was I channeling? Was I channeling my higher self? Was I channeling the universe? Was I channeling a loved one? Was I channeling, you know, something else entirely? what is it that's coming through and it can be really powerful because it can bring you um it's a really powerful practice to do when you need a different perspective on something that you're trying to deal with something maybe is a limiting belief that you've been going over and over and over again you just can't seem to get through it maybe it's a problem that you just can't seem to find your way out of maybe it's a decision you just can't seem to make trying to do this automatic writing can really help because first of all, your subconscious comes out on the page, but then if you're doing the channeling, it can help you bring a perspective that's not your own. Um, if that makes sense. Uh, I, the first time I did it, I channeled like my, gr- my grandmother that I never met. It was wild. And I am named after her and stuff came through where it was like almost like ancestral connections that I never had put together before. And I'm looking at it being like, oh, oh my gosh. And it gave me a whole different perspective on this personal issue that I was dealing with. And it really allowed me to go through a different, um, a different path of healing. So it was super, super helpful for that. So I would say just practice, practice writing without a filter, right, right, right. And eventually you'll notice it start to change, um, as you open yourself up more to it. What are your thoughts on interpreting what might be a guiding sign or a message from the universe, as in how do we know something is a sign, or actually we are reading into something or assigning a meaning to something unnecessarily. I mean, I totally understand like the fear behind that. I usually tell people, if you're noticing something as a sign, it probably is. Um, You don't usually notice it. If it's not a sign, you're not usually assigning meaning to something if it's not, because think about how much of your life you went through without even noticing signs. You know, you just notice them when you need them, because usually when you start looking for them, they're not there. You know, if you're like, I really want to see an angel number and like, you know, take a picture of it and be like, Ooh, an angel number. You're not going to see it. Like it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so usually when you're seeing that and you're like, Oh, Ooh, is that my sign? It's your sign. And if you're not sure, just ask for it again and the universe will show it to you. I think there's a podcast you did, Sam, where you're talking about butterflies or something. And you were like, is that my sign? And you asked it, and then it was like huge. Usually if your subconscious going, oh, if it's noticing something, you can pick up on so much. Walking down the street, there is so much information that your brain can take in. So for your brain to hone in on a sign and to be like, is that my sign? It's your sign um that's like the simple version of it as for picking a sign I for me I don't know where a fox came from I was just like this is my sign one day and it's stuck um sometimes like before the fox I would ask for like different things but I found that either there's like, I'd forget that I asked for a sign. Usually if that happens though, it's not really that important. Like you already know the answer. Cause if you forgot, you asked for a sign, that means you kind of already made up your mind. And you don't need the guidance that much, but you know, I just would forget what my sign was that I just like looked for all the time, or I just, it didn't feel right. It felt like I was just taking somebody else's sign. And when I got the Fox, um, a few things happened for me that really solidified it for me um one of them was nobody i didn't tell anybody and i that my sign was a fox and i started my business like i made an instagram for it um i like kind of started doing things behind the scene and the week that i started doing that the girl that i worked with every single day got a dog started bringing it to work and named it fox <laughs> so i was like oh okay <laughs> thanks universe um so and then it just you know from there i was like that was really powerful and it stuck with me it's okay to change your sign it's okay to be like right now i feel like a rainbow is my sign and then in six months be like i want to change it to you know a turtle it really doesn't matter if you're really struggling um you know you can you can you know just look up different signs and see one that picks i have this deck sam has it too i think um Mm -hmm animal spirit with my clients, with people I do readings for at the end of our calls, I pull them in. Yeah, (laughs) it is amazing. Highly recommend. (laughs) Um, But I pull them an animal spirit card to tell them like what their energy is in, like what kind of energy they're in. And then I say, look for this. Like if you see this animal, that is your sign right now. And basically I've had a few clients go through a few and they've used it for a time. And then when they really find one that sticks, they've just stuck with it. Um, so like, if you're looking for a deck to get, this is also a great deck for beginners. So highly, highly recommend, um, doing something like that. And just, you know, it's like trying on clothes, right? Just see what fits, see what feels good. And, uh you can kind of go forward with that and when you know it's not this thing where you're like i'm not sure what my sign is like you'll know you'll be like that feels really good like i feel really connected with this sign right now
3: Maggie, sorry i just have another quick one sorry it's sure. also card no card related just while you're talking about cards um <clears throat> i've got a few cards i mean i'm amateur tarot reader so i'm i just sort of dip in and out of it i haven't really studied it fully but um I do have one quick question about cards. I actually have that archetype deck. It's like, it blows my mind. So I only bring it out once in a while because I feel like it's so, it's like so powerful that it kind of like, you know, it's super intense, but I love it. Um, but um, so when I'm doing a reading sometimes and I just want a little bit of guidance and I ask like, a, like three cards, say um, situation and then, or something influencing a situation and then an, I always try and pull an advice card and I feel like it just helps me pull out and get a perspective on something, you know. Um, where I stumble is when I pull an advice card and then it's just like the shittiest card in a deck. Like It's like the tower. I'm like, what do I do with that? You know, and, and for anybody who doesn't know, the tower is kind of like catastrophe, everything crumbling down. And, you know, it's kind of the things being turned on its head and all that stuff. And it's just kind of chaos. And and I, I sometimes struggle when... I don't know, maybe this is too too much of an academic question to get into right now, but I just thought if you could briefly touch on that sort of how we can kind of sometimes take a sign like that when it comes in and it, at first glance it looks like it doesn't add up with advice. I guess it's a bit like coming back to the signs thing and how to interpret something like when you get a sign and you think, I don't know what to make of that. Um, but so that's some, some way where I kind of struggle with the card sometimes. If you're asking for an advice card and you get something that's quite dark and it's not super obvious, like, oh, focus on this or I don't know. <laughs> no,
1: totally. Um, just quickly, because I think now there's a couple of you who have said that they're really like starting to learn tarot. I have my bookshelf right here. So that's why I keep getting up and grabbing stuff. But there's this book. This is the book that I use to start learning tarot. And I swear by it. I would not be the tarot reader I am today without this uh, this book. It's called The Tarot Bible. It's by um, Sarah Bartlett. It has like full page for every single card. It has keywords. So you can use your intuition. Or if you're stuck, it has like a full page for it. And it also has like... um, almost like 50 different spreads in it. So it really helped me learn how to read for other people because I would say, here you go, pick a spread. (laughs) Instead of them being like, I don't know what to ask you. And it really just, this, if you guys are looking to learn the best book I've ever got about tarot. But basically what I would say is just to really look at, try not to look at cards necessarily almost try and look at them when you're reading them for yourself as a step away. Um, Like, for example, for the tarot, it's so funny. I love that you said that because I used to hate the tarot too. I love it now. For me, it really represents, (laughs) like, I get the tarot. I pull the tarot for people and I'm like, yay, (laughs) you got the tarot. Because for me, it's like really big into transformation. It's really that everything needs to crumble for things to be rebuilt. And so for that, if you pull the tarot for advice, yeah, it's really scary because it's like, feels like chaos and it feels like everything's falling down and things are on fire and people don't know what to do. Yeah. But what that's representing is like, there is big change that's going to shake your foundations coming. And so when that advice comes up, it's like, you better lean into it, you know, lean into the change instead of trying to run away from it. Cause it's going to happen regardless. And if you're on board, It's going to be like jumping from that tower with a parachute, you know, and being ready for it and then landing and starting to rebuild, right? When I have leaned into what I call like tower moments, I've like gone like, bam, rather than being like, (laughs) um, and same thing. Like if you get that 10 of swords, which is like grief, right. It's saying you're at your lowest low. And for me, if I'm getting that for advice, it's like, well, it can't get any worse. So what it's saying is like, start taking the action because it literally can't get any worse. So, you know what, I'm really not going to care about other people's expectations. I'm just going to do what, you know, feels good for me because can't get worse than it is now. I'm going to do what feels right for me. Um, If I get that three of swords, which is the, you know, it's like the heart being broken for me, that's, I really see it as a limiting belief card. So I'm like, okay, there's something that I'm holding inside me. There's hurt that I am holding to. And the advice is, you, it's time to face it. So really when you get like a, a, what seems like a bad card as advice, I would turn to it instead and be like, what do I have to face? You know, what is it that I'm, you know, what is a, what is it about this card that scares me that I'm avoiding, you know, and what advice is it trying to give me to like, get on the train, you know, like get on the ride and keep going. Um, and so that's what I'd really say for like, you know, those bad outcome cards. They're not bad. They're just trying to, they're trying to bring your attention to the shadow work that needs to be done.
3: So, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's great. Thank You're welcome. Thank you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, All right, Mag, do you want to move into workshop stuff and kind of guide Perfect. them? Perfect. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, basically what we're going to do today,
1: we're going to do kind of a crash course. So it's not going to be, you know, this is something to return to. This is something to use when you're really stuck with a limiting belief, or really it's something that I do with all my limiting beliefs. I'm going to show you guys today how to take your limiting belief and you're going to work it through your chakras. So if you don't know what chakras are, they're like, there's tons, but we're just going to look at the major seven. That's like the ones that most people know. Um, the ones that are, you know, good to deal with when you're starting. And basically what they are, they go up your spine and they're your seven like energy centers and they really hold different energy within your body. They hold different, they, you know, they deal with different organs, but they also hold like different types of energy that, you know, if it's blocked or t- you want to tap into it, that's where you'll find them. And you know, if you have a block in your heart chakra, then it's going to be hard to speak out with your voice because there's not enough energy getting through right our energy starts at the base and it works up and then it loops around so if we have a block in the throat or the heart the ones above it's like you can work on your intuition all you want if you have a unhealthy throat chakra doesn't matter how open this is it's not getting enough energy to spin it around right so what we're going to do is we're going to take these limiting beliefs and we're going to start at the base we're going to start at the root chakra and we're going to move them up So that by the time they get to the crown, you can really just release all these expectations, release these things to the universe. Um, And then your energy will circle back around. So we'll start with the root here. The root is that bright red is at the base of your spine. So like your tailbone, Um, really with this, it's like the basis also of like manifestation or anything like that. This is where we wanna find as much clarity as possible on where this limiting belief came from right because we cannot work the energy through our body if we don't even know what the energy is so we're starting here at the root and you want to ask yourself if you guys have a limiting belief you kind of want to you know work through today we can work through it a little bit today and then you can repeat and go even deeper after the session but we're really just going to start and say what is this limiting belief you know what is it just plain and simple if we don't really know what it is then it's hard to work it through our, our energy, isn't it? So what is our limiting belief? And why do you think it's true? And it's okay, like be as honest as you can here. Why do you think it's true? What has been told to you in the past? What has been shown to you in the past? You know, there's we, we often don't have a limiting belief and we're like, but I don't believe it at all because then you wouldn't be holding it, right? So why do you think it's true? And where did it come from? The root chakra is really going to be a lot more heavy journaling, um, whereas some of the other ones you're moving through, I'd say root and heart, they're a lot more heavy journaling because we're trying to really get into that like deep clarity of it, right? So what is your limiting belief? Why do you think it's true? And where did it come from? If you're having a hard time really finding that clarity of where did it come from? Why do I think it's true? Some questions you can ask yourself is, when is the first time you remember being told it? How old were you? Where in your life were you? Who told you and why did it stick with you? Because people tell us stuff all the time that don't stick with us, right? We hear so much information all the time that just goes right through our minds. So why did this specific limiting belief stick with you? And you don't have to answer all these questions if you don't want to, but just kind of look at you know, were you young and impressionable? Were you a bit older, but in a difficult situation in your life? Were you fearful? Why did it really stick with you?
0: Right? I also just had a really interesting realization because I'm working through the belief that I have been working through for years all around, you know, I, I, my income being tied to my energy and the amount of effort that I put forth. And it's been like such a journey, like moving through this because on a conscious level, like we know it's not true, but then we still see it showing up for us sometimes in in life where it's like, oh yeah, if I put a ton of energy forth and all of this effort, then I make tons of money. And then if I pull back and the effort gets lower, then the income gets lower. And so then that reinforces the belief that we were the, trying to change. And so it's just a continual process of me working through this. So I decided I would sit with this today in the workshop. And I just had a really weird memory like come up as I was writing about where it came from. I assume it probably comes from my dad because he's a very like, hard worker, bootstrap your way to success type person, but I don't really remember like the first time necessarily that I heard it or felt it, but I had a memory come through that was like, um, when we were kids and we would go to the pumpkin patch to pick our pumpkins for Halloween time, we could only, (laughs) we could only have the pumpkin if we could carry it. And it's kind of like this weird symbolism of like, you yeah. can only have it if you're willing to work for it. You can only have it if you yourself can put it on your shoulder and take it where you want it to go. And I just thought that was so interesting that you that can memory. You only
1: have it from like the work that you do, right? Like
0: you yeah. and your, your
1: friend can't lift the pumpkin and move it together. Like you're not going to get the rewards from other people doing the work with you. Like it's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. That's really good like to talk about that because you know, looking at that, there's that core memory that Sam's talking about, right? Where she's like, this is this is one of the roots that is is really causing this belief to start in my mind. And that can seem so simple and abstract, right? But it can really start to start to build something that turns in turns into something much bigger. And then this next question with the root chakra that you want to ask yourself is kind of what this ripple effect has been. So it's how, oh, there's no I in that question, but how have I reacted since, <laughs> not how have reacted since, <laughs> how have I reacted since? So it's like, you know, I have that moment where someone told me you have to, my, Sam's dad told her she has to carry a pumpkin in order to be able to, you know, be able to have it. She has to do the work in order to have this thing that she wants How have you reacted when other things, you know, since then, when you were, you know, this happened when you were seven, when then you had to, you know, have a paper route when you were 10, how did you react with money? When you had to, you know, get a part time job in high school, how did you react with that work with money? It's when you've been put in similar situations, how can you reflect on the reactions that you have had since? And how have they grown and how have they stayed the same? Because then you're really going to start to notice these reactions come up in the future, right? You'll have journaled out this reaction. And then next time you're faced with, well, you have to do the work you can, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do the work. You're like, oh my, this is coming from the pumpkin. This is coming from the pumpkin. (laughs) So you can start to really get aware on that reaction that you're having, right? This is the roots. This is the core of the belief. This is really what shapes it and it all that's where all this limiting belief energy starts that's where you hold it it's down in this root and then we're going to move it up from here so next we're going to look at this sacral chakra this is between like your root chakra the base of your spine and your belly button so it's kind of sitting like right on your lower stomach there this is like a bright orange color and it's really that um it's like creativity, action, energy, it's also like I tell people, it's like your sexy chakra, right? It's your sensuality. It's your really like, it's where all your reproductive organs are. It's all of that energy. Um, And what we're really going to look at today is tapping into that, like creativity and that energy. So when you look at this limiting belief, I want you to ask like, when you're with this limiting belief, what action is this belief holding you back from taking? and i just want you really quickly even if it's just a few things to jot down really quickly some some actions that this belief is really holding you back from so as i explain this just write down a few things that come to mind and then this is your little homework i always give homework i can't help it <laughs> your little homework is to do one thing in the next few days in the next week whenever you have time that allows you to step outside of your comfort zone and step out of your own box a little bit so one thing that's uncomfortable it literally doesn't have to have anything to do with your limiting belief just one thing that you've never done before one thing that you know kind of scares you that makes you feel a little uncomfortable and then right after you're done I want you to come and you I want you to return to this question I want you to return to this question of what is this belief holding me back from what belief what is this belief holding me back from taking and I want you to ask, and what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do moving forwards? So right now it's just reflection. And then you're going to stir that sacral energy up. You're going to, going to you know, step outside of your comfort zone. You're going to get creative. You're going to do something that's a little bit fun. And while you're in that sacral energy throughout your body, that's when you tap back in and you're going to start to find that more creative ideas come out and that you're a little bit more open to, you know, this new action moving forwards so that's just your little bit of homework do one thing that it can be as big as you know doing something super crazy I told my sister she has to do this for her birthday she's going skydiving and I'm like I don't know if I could ever do that that's really scary but I told her I sent her this sacral chakra stuff I was like ask yourself this question like what am I scared of what am I holding myself back from doing go skydiving and then look at that those answers again and you know you're gonna look at that and be like that's easy I can do that. So it could be something big, but I'm not saying you all have to go jump out of a plane. It can be something big, or it could literally be something like, I'm going to buy like this ingredient at the grocery store that I have no idea what it even is. And I'm going to cook something with it and just going to have fun and try something new. It could be like, I'm going to do something that I know I'm not very good at, but I'm going to go have fun and do it. You know, something that's literally just fun. I'm not good at it. Sometimes I feel a little embarrassed. And then you go back to that. Question because you've really pushed your limits and you've really started to change that energy. So that's your little homework for the sacral chakra. Okay, so let's look at the solar plexus. That one's quick. It's just a few things. You can keep writing down. You can return to it. With the solar plexus, we're looking at like right here. It's your like upper abdominal sort of area. It's above your belly button, but below your chest. And this is that bright yellow. This is where I think a lot of us you know, a lot of us get stuck with our energy. Um, a lot of us, you know, we might have some more energy going through our root and our sacral and then it gets to our confidence, right? Which is that, that solar plexus and the energy goes from this to like like right down. And you're like, oh, but you know, I have this energy. I'm excited about it. I have that like creativity, but I can't do it, right? That's, it's, it's not like I could never do this. And so really like the basic thing that we want to make sure we hit when we get here is just our affirmations. Really with your confidence, you can start to, you know, embody it, but until that starts to come through your mind and be a natural thought that this is something that you can you can face, you're not going to move enough enough energy through here. And now with these affirmations, I want you to look at what it was holding you back from doing. I want you to look at your limiting belief and I want you to like flip it. I want it to feel that's something that's really empowering, but I don't want it to feel like super good. I want you to look at your affirmation that you write down and think to yourself, this is complete bullshit. <laughs> I want you to look at it and be like, there is no way. Because one of my favorite things to say is that affirmations shouldn't feel comfortable because that if they feel comfortable, you already believe them. If they feel empowering, that's great. And you can use those to like amp yourself up. But if they're ones that you're trying to work through limiting beliefs, they should be sounding alarm bells in your mind that they are completely false. And the whole point of affirmations is to continue to repeat these things that feel false to us until our brain begins to recognize them. It lets them in. And then we start to see, you know, we start to see, um, evidence of it in our day-to-day life because it's something we actually begin to filter through so as you start to switch these you know your limiting belief and write down these affirmations if you want to share them in the chat with each other really like you can put them out there but really like make sure that they feel really like nope that's not true because those are going to be the most powerful ones which seems wrong but they're going to be the most powerful (laughs) So with the heart, we're really tapping into, we're kind of reflecting back onto that root, back onto where it came from. We're starting to, you know, move the energy a bit with that sacral and solar plexus. And now with the heart, we're really reflecting back. And we're going to look at how can you find forgiveness for the person or situation that has created this limiting belief? And how can you find forgiveness for your like forgiveness for holding onto it for so long? How can you forgive yourself? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you guys these journal questions, but what we're first going to do is I have a self-forgiveness meditation. So I want to just, you know, you have this set in your mind, you're gonna look at these questions, but what we're first going to do is just really meet ourselves with gratitude and we're gonna go through this, this self-forgiveness meditation together. So let me just pull it up here. And if you want, you guys can keep your cameras on because we all, oh my gosh, my light just went out. That was strange. Sorry about that, guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're getting in the meditation zone. It was purposeful. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Just, you know, you can keep your cameras on. We're all gonna, I'm reading a script. We're all have our eyes closed anyways. Or if you feel like you're just going to be really aware of the camera the whole time, feel free to turn it off. It's just whatever's most the most comfortable for you where you can really get into, you know, your zone, but I really just want you guys to, whenever you're ready, just get comfortable. You can sit up straight, but also if you need to lean against something to really just, you know, get into your own energy and get super comfortable.
0: I'm going to try to play a little bit of music. Yeah. We'll see at least see if it
1: works (laughs) You'd think that by now Zoom would have it figured out, but
0: (laughs) it's always so annoying to me in workshops and stuff because I love music for the vibes. Like it changes Mm -hmm. so much. So let us know really quickly in the chat if you guys can hear. Does it work
1: when I speak too?
0: Is it okay? Can you hear me?
1: Do I need to get closer? (laughs) We're good. Okay, perfect. So you can just get comfortable. Sounds great. Amazing. Just get comfortable. Lean back and take a few deep breaths. Whenever you are ready on an exhale, you can close your eyes. you to notice a pinprick of green light starting in the middle of your chest and with every inhale and exhale it expands a little bit more filling up your body. Watch as it moves across your chest and down your shoulders and down through the midsection of your body. Down your legs, all the way to your feet. And up through the top of the head till your entire body is filled with this bright green light. Now, I want you to imagine that you are on a path. Any type of path you like, it may be outside or inside, it might be colorful and well lit or monotone and darker, you may recognize this path, maybe you've been here before, or maybe it's a place completely new to you. As you take this all in, you may begin walking down the path. Taking one step, one foot in front of the other. As five continuing to walk down the path, one foot in front of the other, left, right, left, right noticing what is around you. Four, as you continue to walk, take a moment to notice where you are going. Maybe there are twists and turns ahead, or maybe this path goes as far as the eye can see. Three, you notice a figure down the path. They're far away and hard to make out. Two, As you walk forwards, this figure begins to become closer and closer. They are standing still, almost as if they're waiting for someone. One. As you walk up to them, you realize that they are you, but a younger version. They are waiting for you, and wave as you get closer. Zero. You find yourself standing in front of yourself from years ago. Maybe it's you as a child, or you from just merely a few years ago. They seem different. You notice their energy is off. And when you ask what is wrong, you realize they are upset, angry, or disappointed with themselves. You have been brought to a version of yourself that you are not happy with a moment in your life that you regret or wish you could change. But now, instead of looking at yourself with regret, disappointment, or even anger, you meet this version of you with sympathy, love, and understanding. You can see why they did what they did, and you understand it was coming from a place of fear, lack or insecurity instead of lecturing them or rewriting how you should have acted meet your past self now with compassion give them a hug tell them how everything works out how you no longer have to hold on to this fear doubt lack or insecurity anymore or at the very least Tell them how you are working through it. Show them how amazing your life has turned out, how many blessings you have. Maybe it's your job, family, house, self-improvement, or a dream you have achieved. Show them your forgiveness and approach this situation with a lens of love. You were just protecting yourself, but now you know better. Take this time and tell that version of you exactly what they needed to hear at that moment. What is it that they needed to hear? What is it that you needed to hear? Give them one last hug and move on, continuing down the path, leaving that version of you and the problems they face behind. As you move forward, sit in this feeling of self-forgiveness and change. Realize just how far you have come and how beautiful of a person you are. And as you go throughout the rest of your day, week, or month, remember this feeling of forgiveness and that you can always change. Nothing and no one is ever set in stone. Be easy on yourself. Allow yourself to make mistakes. You are always becoming a better version of yourself. So allow yourself some room to grow. Now, whenever you are ready, you may open your eyes. Now, if anything came through, any sort of forgiveness or something that you needed to hear, I just want you to write it down so that you can return to it later and go even deeper. So next, this is where we're going to get a little fun. (laughs) We're going to feel a little uncomfortable, maybe. (laughs) I want you to look at your affirmations and we're looking at the throat. We're looking at the throat here and the throat is all about, you know, it's that bright blue. It's talking about using your voice. It's advocating for yourself. And a lot of the time, you know, if we don't have a block down in the confidence, we have a block here where we can't actually, you know, place those boundaries. We can't actually, you know, speak what we want into reality. We're scared to say it. We're scared to even, you know, say our fears, let alone our manifestations out loud. It's speaking up for ourselves. It's speaking from our authentic truth. It's all of that. So with our throat chakra, I want you to first start. We're on mute. So it's okay. It doesn't have to be scary. And I just want you to out loud as loud as you can, as loud as you feel comfortable. If there's other people around and you don't feel comfortable, that's okay. But maybe Maybe we say it out loud anyways, because we're learning to use our voice, even when we feel uncomfortable. So I just want you to say the actual fear itself, the limiting belief. I just want you to say it out loud, as loud as you can scream it. If you can say it out loud to yourself and face it through your voice. The next that we're going to do is look at when you said that, where did it sit in your body? How did it feel? Where did Sam move her arms right up? Where did it feel like you needed to move? Where did it feel like that heaviness was sitting and needed to move out of? Because noticing that place, you know, if it felt heavy in your chest, it felt heavy in your gut, if your arms felt like they needed to move, you're going to notice when that fear comes up more because you're going to notice those parts in your body, right? So where did it sit for you? Where did it, where did you feel it? Really start to tune into that. So yeah, so now the next two are going to be really fast. They're really, really quick ones. The crown chakra, we're not really going to do anything today hardcore because I want you guys to be able to go through this and really work through it again because the crown chakra when you get there there shouldn't be any more work to do but let's just look at the third eye the third eye is the next one it's like this indigo purple color it is your intuition but it's also just your connection with yourself it's your trust with you A lot of people are like, oh, intuition, it has to do with the universe. Like technically, yes, it's like a spiritual gift, but it's really more about connecting with with you and your own inner truth. So with this third eye chakra, we're going to tap into our intuition. I would really encourage you guys to do little intuition practices every day. If you can, these don't have to be big. Like I know some of you guys read your cards. It can be that, but it could really just be as little as Going for a quick walk and intuitively picking which way you go, and taking the intention to notice like really beautiful things on your walk, where you're like, "Thanks, intuition." If I didn't take this way, I wouldn't have seen this beautiful tree, right? It's whatever it is. It's just strengthening a little bit of that intuition muscle, so that when you get to this chakra, it's a lot easier. And what we're going to do today, I want you to just say one little word, a few words, quickly fill in the blank of this this um, question. It should not be overthought I want you to say the very first thing that comes to mind and just write it out if I knew I was fully supported I would what would you do very first thing if I knew I was fully supported I would work less perfect if this limiting belief was not an issue I would believe blank and then we just have one more if this limiting belief was not an issue I would become
3: what what would you become
1: this limiting belief was not an issue i would become effortlessly abundant my fullest authentic self without blocks or barriers an artistic and daredevil ooh ooh i like that and a daredevil <laughs> perfect amazing so now Later on, you can return to these, right? I want you to go through your all these questions again and really dive deep into them if you can. And when you get to these, ask yourself, like, this is your intuition speaking. When your intuition is speaking to you, this is something that you are so capable of. This is something that already has a place inside you, okay? It's your inner self. It's your higher self. It's these other parts of you being like, this is the answer. This is what you need to be doing. So once you get to this step, once you move through everything again, and you really start to move that energy through, ask yourself, how can I step into this? You know, this is like a part, this already exists within me. How am I going to actually let it out? And that's really your intuition. It's not much more than that. It's just working with your intuition and asking yourself questions and going with the very first thing and knowing that because of that, it already exists inside you. And then basically what happens? You step into that. You're like, okay, I would become, I would become a successful and creative artist. You're like, that exists inside me. So now how am I going to step forward into this? And that's when you come into the crown chakra. The crown chakra, when you get there, that is just full surrender. This is you taking the action on what comes up with you intuitively. When you get to the crown chakra, there should be no more work to do. If you're getting to the crown chakra and you're like, but I still... Don't believe it, that means there's a block further down because all your crown chakra is, it's this bright white light at the very top of your head. You guys, if you didn't know chakras, you're probably like, what is she doing? I'm like talking to you guys like this, holding my crown chakra. (laughs) It's that bright white light right on top of your head, and it's your direct connection with the universe, divine, with magic, with whatever it is that you believe that is out there. It is your direct connection to that that is outside of yourself. So when this energy of your limiting beliefs gets to the crown chakra, that is that step in, you know, in manifestation and any of that where you surrender to, to the divine. And if you find that you're here and you're like, but I can't surrender, that just means your your crown chakra can't really be blocked. Your crown chakra is always open. Okay. But if you're feeling like it's blocked, if you're feeling like I don't trust, I can't let go, it's because there's not enough energy flowing through it. And so it means that there's a block somewhere further down. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Maggie. This has been incredible. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah, let yeah. them know where they can find you, Mags, because oh, yeah. Maggie, Maggie does all kinds of beautiful work that you might want to dig into now or in the future.
1: Definitely. Um, my, I'll put it in the chat real quick here, but my Instagram is Oracle just looks like this spring moon oracle that's where you can find me you can send me a message send me a message about anything
0: and everything i love chatting just- we love you we love you mags you are incredible the work that you do is so so expansive thank you for coming into this container and bringing your wisdom and expansion to all these ladies Um, i hope you guys go give maggie a follow listen to her podcast when it comes out and connect with her if you want any future support or guidance from the spiritual realm all right thank you guys